Welcome to Between Alpha Omega. I'm your host, Timothy Farr, and with me on the couch is Drew. Yo. And that's it. This is Drew and I again. Yep. The duo. The duo. I'm Batman, you're Robin. Okay. Or something. As long as I can be Nightwing later. Sure, but you have to wear the weird tights for a while. Hell yeah. Those are good colors. Yeah. <laughs> yellow and green, or red and green. It was red, yellow, and green. Mm-hmm. Right? With the weird tan colored tights. Yeah. And Wait. Booties? No, they were green tights. No. Yeah. Not in the 60s Batman. Okay. They're definitely like a tan color. Okay, well, I'm, I don't want to wear the 60s Batman <laughs> <laughs> Robin outfit. I mean, you can look like Adam West if you'd like, but I'm not doing the... And the beer gut Batman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny. This 60s Batman was incredible. You'll basically be like Batmite. Do you remember him? No, I don't. He was like... Uh, a magical kid from a different dimension mm-hmm. that's obsessed with Batman, but he's like really short and he's got a belly <laughs> <laughs> and he wears a bat costume that has an M on it. Good. But he's magical, so he can like snap his fingers and do whatever he wants. Perfect. So I'll just be Fat Man. You can be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Definitely don't look like Adam West at all. Other than my gut. I mean, he did have a beer gut, especially in the later seasons of uh, the 60s. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah. I mean, he was like 50 years old or whatever. Good times. And Robin was like 14. They're like, what what are you doing with this old man? Yeah. And why are you wearing those tights? This is creepy nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) This show is messed up. Yeah. And then like the Joker, Cesar Romero, never shaved his mustache. So he would wear that white makeup so you can see his mustache. Yeah. Incredible. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> My favorite one was Biff, uh, when they do the like the pop out every time they hit people. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're like the pow and bang. Biff. Biff. What? <laughs> <laughs> Biff. All right. Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. That's true. Yeah. The sixties Batman movie. Yeah. Then the nuns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a what while. I know of. That's all, really the only scene I remember. Oh, and the shark repellent uh, bat spray. Oh, is he like hanging from a rope? Yeah, is hanging he... from a helicopter. The bat copter. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> He's got the spray. <laughs> the shark repellent yeah. bat spray. <laughs> God. Uh... I remember watching that as a, a kid. Uh, the reruns, of course, because I'm not that old. I really like every morning watching the original or the 1960s Batman. Yeah. I was a weird kid where I watched uh, Nick at Night a lot, Mm -hmm. which had like the I Love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke show and all those old shows. I just watched them. I watched I Dream of Jeannie when I was a kid because my mom really liked it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Risque. Showing her belly. Ooh. I mean, she was a very attractive woman. Yeah, she was. So. Yeah. It's fine for me. (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird show, too. It's really goofy. Same with uh, Bewitched. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wiggled her nose and would witch. Copyright. I was only five seconds. Yeah, not five even. Seconds. Uh, copyright laws and stuff. Twitch. Love you, Twitch. This is why you just have talented people around you that can make stuff for you. Yeah, I, I'm not talented in that regard at all. That's why you have talented people around you. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Because I'm not talented in that way. 
I'm not creative in you're, that way. You're a talker and a writer. It's okay. That's true. I should probably <laughs> write more so people don't have to listen to my voice, but it's fine. People want to listen to your voice. Do they? Yeah, that's why they listen to the podcast. No, I don't want to listen to my voice. Well, you're not the, one of the people that's part of that list. <laughs> that's why I don't listen to my own yeah, podcast. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, what's going on, Drew? How's your two weeks been? My two weeks has been good. Um, like I said, I started streaming on Twitch. Uh, I'm a pro gamer. and uh, Elite. I'm elite. I play... I'm a variety streamer. So Ooh. First week was Darkest Dungeon, and then I got bored of Darkest Dungeon because it's really fucking hard. Mm. And decided that I was going to pick up a new game. Started playing Ashen this week. And uh, our friend Brian joined in on the fun, so uh, I'm up to 16 followers now because Senior Curtis just followed me. Nice. And um, I'm like I said, I'm on my way to affiliate. I just need more followers, and then I'm there. So that's been fun, and I uh, haven't been sleeping a whole lot because I've been doing the streaming thing, and then Forrest wakes up usually when my stream is over, so... It's been fun, but tiring, you know. Yeah. Sticking to a schedule like that is hard, and people get frustrated because they want to play games with me, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm streaming. Right. But that's what I want to do. So Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I've started going to bed at like 9, 9.30 because vacation's over for me, so yeah. that happens. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Adulthood has come back. Yes. With a vengeance. With a vengeance. Uh, what is your stream for anyone who is a video game aficionado on the podcast? Yeah, if anyone wants to join and follow, my stream is twitch.tv slash breadland. That's B-R-E-A-D-L-U-N-D. And uh, we start streaming 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday, unless I've got something going on, which usually I do on Fridays. So Fridays have been kind of... Hit or miss, but that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. Nice. If you like to see me, like, randomly get startled at stupid shit <laughs> and uh, yeah. rage a little bit, mm. I'm not. I'm not a huge rager. Try not to be, because uh, I know some people don't appreciate that. So right, I'm just me, and it's sometimes I'm funny. So sometimes. Sometimes is a key word there. If you like Drew being on the podcast, go watch him on Twitch. Yeah. It's the same I'm, thing. I'm not nearly as abrasive on my Twitch <laughs> stream as I am here. <laughs> but, you know. That's funny. This is more serious content, so. It's true. I have to be abrasive. Well, and I'd make the podcast be abrasive. Yes. You bring it out of me. I, I try. <laughs> I try. The only person I haven't really uh, had be abrasive was uh, Caleb. Yeah. But because I don't think he has that in his body. Probably not. He's more of a funny man. Yes. Hopefully I can get him on soon. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, for me, it's been a week. It's been a week, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I've been dealing with, like, anxiety and stuff. Um, and then I went to the hospital in October for it 
for this anxiety. I just, my heart rate was, you know, between 90 to 110, like resting. Uh, and it was like that for a while. So I went to the doctor to see if I was like dying or something in October. Yeah. Um, and everything came out fine. Like my heart was fine. All the stuff they do for heart stuff was checked out fine. Um, so then I finally, at the turn of the year, I got health insurance and I was like him, I should probably get this looked at again. Yeah. And see where I'm at, maybe get some anxiety meds. Because I've been kind of, since October, I've been all right, but then things will sometimes trigger me. Right. There's that word, trigger. Um, and so, but I can breathe through it and do that and whatnot. So, but I decided to go to the doctor, um, which I have a really good health insurance, by the way. That's really good. Like, I got all this lab work and got my knee x-rayed, and I think I owe, like, 50 bucks. That's hella good. Yeah. And <laughs> I got this medicine, and it was free. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's prescription awesome. medicine. So apparently I have really good health insurance, so that's nice. It's worth the investment. To your body, yes. Yeah. Um, so last Friday, I went in for, like, a physical checkup. Uh, just kind of get a baseline because I don't have medical records for me for the past 15 years because mm-hmm. I haven't been to the doctor since my pediatrician, really. Um, and then he dropped me when I got married when I was 21, 22. So I haven't had a doctor really since then. So they have, like, no medical history on me whatsoever other than this stint in October. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, I'm getting to – I'm going to be 36 here in a couple of weeks. And I was like, mm, maybe I should do something about that. Yeah. So this was just kind of a checkup. It wasn't anything serious, but he did look over my blood work that I had done in October and saw that my bad cholesterol was still really high. So he prescribed me some anxiety medication that day and was like, let's get you in for more blood work. And, you know, you need to fast and, you know, not eat for about 10 hours. So uh, I had to do that. So Friday hit. I got anxiety medication uh, the weekend. I basically panicked all that weekend, Saturday and Sunday, because I hate doctors and I hate all this mess and it just gives me anxiety. So I took my anxiety medication over the weekend, which just made me go to sleep basically all Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I slept for like 15, 16 hours. It was nice. Um, and then so Monday I was still kind of like hungover. Mm. <laughs> basically yeah from this anxiety medication and sleeping so much so i didn't go back to the back in until tuesday and then i got blood work done on tuesday which i love needles i don't love needles they suck i'm literally the this nurse was so amazing um <clears throat> i probably should have asked for a number that kind of a thing yeah but she was so nice and incredible and just talked because i'm like i'm a big baby about this like i may pass out i don't know uh, and I was like, it just talked to me. So she like talked to me about everything in the world, about how she moved from, um, somewhere South to St. Louis a year ago and wanted to know pizza recommendations. Like what is St. Louis style pizza or whatever. <laughs> and I have my eyes closed. I have my hand over my eyes looking the other way while she's taking my blood. She's just talking this entire time and I'm sweating through my shirt. Yeah. Like, just full-on anxiety, like, sweating, like, gross sweating. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm such a baby. Uh, so I get the results done from these labs, and my bad cholesterol is still really high. Everything else checked out perfectly normal. Even my overall cholesterol was fine. 
all the other stuff they look for. And my vitamin D was pretty low, but because I've been outside, because it's been five degrees yeah. and raining. <laughs> yep. Uh, so hopefully I'm going to go outside, but I've been taking vitamin D supplements. Um, so my bad cholesterol is still really high, which I think might be a genetic thing. My dad sort of has that too. Um, so they put me on medication for that. So I started taking that Tuesday night. Well, the uh, the problem or the side effect of the medication that I'm taking causes insomnia, which I already do have insomnia, so like double insomnia, uh, and plus muscle soreness. The muscle soreness comes into play here later. Keep that in the back of your mind, but insomnia. So I took it Tuesday night, uh, and that Tuesday I woke up around 8 a.m. Uh, just because I've been trying to wake up kind of early to prepare myself for waking up when I go back to work and to be active during the day instead of just sleeping all day. Uh, so Tuesday morning, I woke up at 8 a.m. I take the medication when I'm about to go to bed at 10 o'clock or so Tuesday night because I have to be in work Wednesday morning. I don't go to sleep until Wednesday, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Go to work. I get my work laptop. I tell my boss, like, I can't, I can't be here anymore. I'm about to fall over and die as in pass out as in go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so I come home and I go to sleep and I sleep until like five o'clock that evening. And then I'm just wiped out Wednesday pretty much. Uh, but I take it again Wednesday night cause this is a daily thing. I have to take it every night before I go to bed Wednesday night into Thursday morning was better. I still couldn't sleep. I just took a fistful of melatonin and eventually made myself pass out. Uh, but I scheduled myself to get vaccinated for the COVID first round of COVID yeah on thursday so i do that and then uh my left arm finally just stopped hurting yeah because that muscle soreness yeah i've been like muscle sore this entire time plus getting the blood work done plus getting the vaccination so you know it's a nice combo right there yeah (laughs) and this is the elderly podcast where old men just talk about their medications and ailments. Yeah. That's what I'm turning the podcast into. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I need to go then. <laughs> or start taking your medicine. You know yeah. how old people just talk about like... Yeah. Medicine. Medicine. You're taking your pills. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I... You know, I'm only going to be 36 here in a few weeks. Yeah. And I'm already like, I need a pill box. <sighs> Got to start at some point. Got to start at some point. So hopefully this cholesterol medicine lowers my cholesterol so I don't have heart disease and stuff later in life. Yeah. I did get my knee looked at. Um, they did x-ray it and nothing was fine or nothing was wrong with it. Oh. Bone-wise. Okay. Yeah. But I still need to get an MRI, which I need to do. Go get your Marie. My Marie. Marie. Um, to see what's going on with my knee. But otherwise, I'm perfectly healthy. There you go. Other than my bad cholesterol is really high. So, but nice. yeah, I don't have like early onset diabetes or anything. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's kind of my week. Uh, I did buy wheels for Sally with my stimulus check, uh, which is a whole other debacle. Yeah. Uh, that happened this week. So I'm not only dealing with the side effects of this medication, taking anxiety that makes me pass out and be sleepy, plus the muscle soreness. I get wheels. And of course, it can't be easy. Yeah. 
can't pee. Can't pee. So I, because I couldn't sleep Wednesday, I buy my wheels at 3 a.m. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> they get to my house Thursday. Uh, I don't have lug nuts and they go with the wheels because uh, when you buy custom wheels, they typically don't come with lug nuts. You have to buy an extra set of lug nuts. So they don't come until Friday, yeah, which was yesterday. So finally the UPS driver gets here Friday evening, like 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock. So I'm like, great, the tire shop doesn't close until 7. I can get this done today and everything will be set and fine and I'll enjoy my car over the weekend with my nice wheels and everything will be great. Yeah. Get to the tire shop. They won't even touch the wheels. Really? Yes. They tell me uh, because it's a custom set of wheels, they'll probably scratch the wheels because they're powder coated black. So they won't even touch them. Yeah. Great. What do I do? Well, I remembered uh, while I'm talking to this guy and he's just droning on about how nice the wheels are and how nice my car is and how they won't touch the wheels and blah, 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 blah. I remembered where I got my windows tinted and sells wheels. Mm -hmm. So I get home, I call them and was like, hey, do you do custom rims? Like, would you put them on my car? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Um, We close at 530, but if you can come by and I can see the wheels and what's going on, that'd be great. So I do that. They're willing to do it, but it's not going to be until Tuesday they get the tires in. Mm -hmm. So hopefully sometime next week I'll have these brand new rims on my car. We can only hope. We can only hope. So that was my week. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm tired. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so all of that uh, is going on. I mentioned that I got my work laptop, so I guess I start working on Tuesday. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I go in Monday. I go in every three days. So now, right now, uh, my schedule is Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, Wednesday. Okay. That's my new schedule for now. Yeah. Subject to change in the next couple of weeks when we go into phase two, yeah, which will be every other day. Fun. So I don't, I don't really know if uh, I'm going to work on Tuesday. They haven't authorized me to go into work, um, or to telework anyway. Yeah. So, I have no idea. Nice. Yeah. It's great. I love not knowing things. It's incredible. It's the government, and they have no idea what they're doing. Well, they never have. No. And it's so much worse when you're dealing with just a government agency and not the federal government themselves. Right. So, yeah. Hey, guys. And Curtis has just walked downstairs. I made it. A wild Curtis has appeared. Wild Curtis (laughs) has appeared. So, yeah, that's been my week. And then I have no idea what's going to happen next week with me working at home, maybe. I don't know. I could. Don't know. <laughs> I know I go in Monday. Yeah. And I guess I'll find out then. There you go. With my brand new laptop that I may or may not be using next week. I don't know. There it is. So, yeah, that that's uh, my life update. Curtis, since you just got here. Yeah. Um, working a lot, apparently. Apparently. Might have to clock back in around 4. We'll see. Good. Okay. Good. Yep. yep. <clears throat> Just waiting to hear back from my boss. Good. Um. It's March Madness. Oh. Yeah, that's why I'm busy. Is college basketball came back. 
I'm surprised with the whole like COVID thing, but whatever. No one's in attendance, so. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunch of guys just playing a basketball game at that point. Yeah. Right. But uh, college sports bother me. Yeah, they are. It's very silly, especially yes. like when the students don't get taken care of. Right. Like the student athletes. Yeah, like um, the universities are making millions of dollars off these student athletes who could be ruining the rest of their lives and not really, maybe getting tuition. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. And right. that's it. Yeah. Like they're, like I know that there are some like NFL, or not NFL, but like football players in college that like they can't even afford like food or rent. and Yeah. Yep. It's good times. Good times. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what else is going on? You're just working a ton? Yep, just working a ton. Cool. What else is new? What else is new? Mm-hmm. I will be in that same boat here soon. Um, once my work figures out what the hell they're doing, I'll be working a lot. Uh. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Probably even like Sundays, too. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like seven days a week. I'll be working overtime. I'll be sure to be extra loud. Hmm. And then you'll just cease to exist. <laughs> <laughs> just like, boom. What happened? Like, no body, no evidence, just, just gone. smoke, and, and when, that's it. When yeah. people, like, people will, like, remember you in their heads, but they won't know why. it <laughs> 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 will be one of those conundrums. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, didn't you have another roommate? And Tim's like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, this is just my stuff. <laughs> I thought there was a bald guy living here. Nope. No. <laughs> I just have another bedroom. <laughs> Full of things. I like to have two beds. Yeah. <laughs> I like to have two beds. Uh, weird. Uh, cool. Did you listen to last week's episode? Uh, Well, kind of. Cool. While I was working, I was watching the Twitch. Oh, okay. Cool. Because this is like a continuation of last week's. All right, so I'm completely in the dark then. Yes. Let's roll. (laughs) That's okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, So, yeah, this is part two of what we were talking about last week. Um, Part one was more about, like, um, the first part of it was whether or not people who are streaming church services are going to go back to actual live services. Yeah. Um, I recall. Talked a little bit about that, and then we went, dived into what about the future of the church, which is a study done in 2019 talking about teenager, teenagers and their attendance and the kind of stats that go along with that. And what we found out is that majority of teenagers, whatever their parent believes, uh, whether it be Christian, evangelical, or unaffiliated, or mainline Christianity, uh, that's what the kid believes as well. Like, a staggering number of, like, you know, I think it was 48% of evangelical. If your parent was evangelical Christian, more than likely your kid was, too. Yeah, I roughly remember hearing you talking about those stats. Yeah, so this is uh, the rest of it, because it was top 10 from the the data in 2019 about teenagers. So we're going through points 4 through 10, and I'm going to be kind of quick about it, uh, because the the... The more of the numbers are kind of interesting to me in talking about where the church is headed and where the church is going. Because I'm under the speculation and assumption that pretty much when the boomers are done, like with their lives, 
as in dead. Yeah, like that. Like <laughs> that type. That type of done. Uh, <laughs> the church is going to see a major plummet in numbers. And these stats are kind of reflecting that in certain ways. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, point four <clears throat> most teens report attending with their parents. Um, so, 40% of this, I think it was like a thousand teenagers they surveyed. So, 40% of this number said they go with both. 25% said they go with at least one. Only 1% said they go alone. Uh, and 7% with somebody else. And 26 said they don't attend services at all. Yeah. Uh, to me, that uh, is um, kind of shows what the other evidence shows that teens really just go to church to please their parents or a parent. Uh, they're not really going alone and they're not really going with anyone else other than their parents. It's right. like 65% go with a, a parental figure. I find that really interesting, mostly because I'm just now finding out that in some way I was a one percenter. Me too. Yep. Yeah. Well, I kind of, for a while, I took a friend, but uh, after that relationship dissolved, I went by myself a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I was a one percenter. Hmm. Yeah. You're probably the, one of the 65% where yes. you one, one of your parents or, yeah. Yep. I, I, so that tells me that a lot of these ten, teens, teens, tens, tweens, <laughs> tweens, uh, t- teens go with their parents, which yep. isn't surprising to me. Any other comments? It's not surprising. That's it. Not at all. Uh, five. Teens are about as likely to say they go to religious or teens are about as likely to say they go to religious services mainly because their parents want to want them to. Thirty eight percent as to say they go mainly because themselves want to go. Thirty five percent. Did that make sense? Yes. When it comes to religious activities in general, about two-thirds of teens who do tend religious things with their families say they do it partly because mostly their parents want them to. But even if the teens are participating to please their parents, they seem to be getting something out of it. Just to me, that's just a bold-faced lie. About three-quarters of teens who engage in religious activities with their family say these pursuits bring them a lot, quote, of enjoyment, 27%. Or some enjoyment, 51%. And many teens express both sentiments. Among teens who say they participate because their parents want them to, 79% say they also get at least some enjoyment from it. Okay. To me, that's a, just crock shit. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. They're, uh, this, from my gut, from my gut, this is me speculating. Because it was probably an adult giving the survey, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I'm getting something out of the service. Yep. Because there's something guilting about a teenager going, oh, I need to, you know, be pleasing to adults. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. That's just my speculative, and maybe that's more of what I would do. Yeah, sure. Like, if I was a teen, I'm sure I would answer exactly the same way. Right. Uh, Even though I was a one percenter and went by myself and my parents never went to church. But it's basically saying that um, a lot of these kids that go to these services um, don't really want to go. Yeah. And the majority of them don't want to go. But they're also saying, like, they get something from it when they do go. Yeah. 
the more interesting, I think this is the next one. Nope. Uh, I don't think it is. When you, uh, uh, number six. So let's just go on and hopefully we'll get there. Uh, number six, religious education is relatively common. Six and teen, six and ten teens say they have participated in religious education programs such as Sunday school or Hebrew school, including 29% who say they continue to participate often or sometimes, and 31% who say they rarely participate or did but don't. And about half say they've been that support. I want to make. Uh, and about half, 51%, say they have been a part of a religious youth group. That, to me, is staggering. So out of the teens that do go, only 51% say they go to a youth group. Yeah. That, to me, is fascinating. Yeah, it's weird that it's not 80%. Yeah. You know? That's not the majority yeah. of teens that are going to church go to youth group. Yeah. What does that really tell you? Well, for me, it's like, well, then maybe it makes sense that they're, like, to your point about just trying to please adults, you know, like, these kids need interaction with other kids. Mm -hmm. They need fellowship with other kids that have like-mindedness, you know? Yep. That's weird. Yep. Well, and it kind of makes sense because once... Because this is all teens, 13 to, I think, 18 uh -huh. or 19. Um, so, of course, the 13, 14, 15-year-olds are going to have to go with their parents, yeah. more than likely, until they're 16. And I bet that's where that 51% yeah. comes into play of these kids that have to go with their parents who can't drive. That's the 51%. Yeah. Or, no, reverse. Uh those are the ones going to the youth group. Yes. The yeah. 13 to 15-year-olds make up that 51% that go to youth right. group. The other half of that don't, and I bet they're 16 plus. Yeah. Makes sense. That's my speculative guess. This, the research doesn't really tell us that. They're just saying, like, out of this number of teens, this is what the numbers saw. Yeah. Um. Another interesting fact about this one is most religiously unaffiliated teens say they have not participated in these activities such as uh, religious education. Though 32% say they have received education at religious education at some point. So these teens who said they were unaffiliated, 32% say they have received a religious education at some point. Interesting. My guess, again pure speculative and this could just be only a St. Louis thing with all the Catholic um, elementary schools and middle schools around this area that probably plays into that yeah. having a religious education but being unaffiliated when they actually become a teenager right um, yeah I saw that a lot because I had a lot of friends who went to holy infant yep yep me too like, yeah there was like a I had a whole like subsect of my friends that like there was that whole holy infant group and i would hang out with them but i didn't ever go to holy infant so i didn't understand yep. the stuff they were talking about right yeah because i think they uh go into our high schools holy infant does i don't know where the catholic high school is even if there is one around here yeah uh there's the, a few the of only them. one that was was like jfk oh yeah and 
yeah. that got shut down like three years ago or so. Longer than that, dude. Yeah, really? it's been a while since it's been JFK a long, long. closed. Wait, you know what? I think that was like 2012 when I moved here. I don't remember. I yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly when it closed, but like uh, my friend Troy, he actually went to JFK. Really? Yep. Okay. The majority of people I knew like just went to the elementary and middle school and then went into public education after that. Yeah, because the only other Catholic or Christian schools even remotely close to here that I can think of are like, isn't Westminster? In, Westminster, uh, yeah. Somewhere around here. Yeah, there's, that's off of 40. And yeah, then the Lutheran Academy. CBC? Used to be. CBC. Oh, yeah, that's right. CBC, and there's one other one. I'm trying to remember. Oh, Vianney's. Yeah, Vianney. In mm. uh, Kirkwood. Oh, and oh, what's the one that starts with the D? Dismet. Dismet. Okay, so there's a lot more. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot more. <laughs> yeah. She's just I was like, you guys are like, there are no Catholic high schools. That like, was I me. could name like five of them. That was me that said that. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the fuck okay. I'm talking about. That's fair. Yeah. You're not from here. You Originally, no, no. Yeah, you didn't hang out with people that went to those schools. So. <sighs> in my area in Kansas City, there's there was Rockhurst High School. There was the Christian school that I went to. At least I'm a community Christian. And that was it. Yeah, well, Catholicism is really big in St. Louis. Yeah, there's no Catholic schools in Kansas City. Well, that's really interesting. That's the French. Oh, yeah. The fucking French. I know that we're a French city. Yeah. Air quotes. Well, we're the sister city of uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Also, yes, yeah. New Orleans. Narlins. Narlins. Yeah, and the Cajun influence and whatnot. That's why we have weird street names and stuff. You're the Cajun Empire? Yep. That's like, true. Like Dofferty Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Spady, that no one can pronounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spoede. S-P-O-E-D-E. Yeah, Spoid. 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 Stupid. So going off of six, um, so seventy percent, seventy four percent of teens in the study say they attend church. Keep that in mind, with their parents, with one or alone or with somebody else. So seventy four percent say they attend church. Uh, of that seventy four percent, fifty one percent say they attend youth groups. Yep. Yep. Uh, and of those numbers, and I looked this up from last week's study. Of that seventy-four percent that say they only that they attend church, only twenty-four percent say their religion is very important in their lives. That's more than I thought. Yep. Honestly. So I thought it'd be like nine, ten percent. <laughs> so, like I said, once the boomers are gone, you're going to see a huge plummet in church attendance. I yeah. think. Uh, here's a gross one. Are you ready for this? This is heinous and what we've been kind of talking about on the podcast and what gets me angry. Number seven, uh, teens who parents, whose parents identify or lean towards the Republican Party seem to be more religiously doctrinated, I mean, religiously engaged <laughs> than, those parents, <laughs> than those parents who are Democratic or lean Democratic Party. Because it's totally indoctrination. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so I, I just copied and pasted this from the website. Uh, uh, of We'll start with the Republican Party. 
Yeah, so if your parents lean Republican or are Republican, 43% say they re, uh, attend at least weekly. 69 <laughs> have ever been in a religious education program. 61% say they uh, have ever been to a religious youth group. 65% talk about religion with their parents. 57% say they do grace before every meal. And 30% read religious scriptures with their family often sometimes. That's if your parents are Republican. Yeah. I call them nerds. <laughs> I call it indoctrination because Bible they're uh, a Republican. And it's a whole thing. And it's gross. You want to hear the Democrats? Lay it on me. So if you have a Democratic parent and you attend services or religiously or whatever... 25% say they go at least weekly. 52% say they've been in religious education program. 43% say if they've ever been to a youth group. 54% say they talk about their, uh, with religion about their, wow, talk about religion with their parents. 40% say uh, they say grace before every meal. And 20% read religious scripture. Interesting. And it's kind of gross kind of gross mm-hmm. um really on both sides of the coin um because if you're a republican it's probably indoctrination going on there it is that whole nationalistic christianity that we went on a big rant with a couple of weeks ago yeah uh that republican fervor of being a christian and pro-life and all that bullshit but also on the flip side of the coin is like if you're democratic yeah who gives a fuck about religion and whatnot? yeah and, or Christianity, and that's kind of sad to me, too. Both of these numbers are incredibly sad to me. Yeah. It's <laughs> basically what I'm saying. No, I get it. Any other thoughts? No. No. Nothing, Nothing constructive, no. Not this time. No. I mean, the numbers kind of speak for themselves, and it kind of, that if you would have told me, or if I would have phrased that, what do you think Republicans lean more towards? Well, right. obviously, Christianity, which is a huge problem. And if you're Democrat, you don't, mm-hmm. and which is a huge problem. Ugh, why? Why? Why is our political party? I don't want to get on a huge rant here, but why are, do our political parties negate or have that much influence influence yeah. on our religious beliefs? Ugh, it's so gross, so gross to me. I think because everything has become political. And so it's just, it's bled its way into the church. I mean, it was, in my lifetime, it's always kind of been like that. Like, you know, conservatives are typically Christians and all that kind of stuff. But, like, I don't ever remember growing up and in Sunday school or even in youth group or even in, like, the main service of church that politics were ever really discussed. Other than, like, let's pray for our president. Right. You know? For our country. Like, Mm -hmm. um... Because, like, and even now, it's funny because, you know, saying what you're saying, like, it's really gross that it's strictly conservatives that are usually Christians. I also find it gross that, like, saying that kind of stuff now is, like, taboo and you know, Democrats shit all over you for 
being religious in any way, shape, or form. And, like, I get, you know, separation of church and state and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, these people are passionate about their religion and what they believe in, so why are you shitting on them for what they believe and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. It's just all a for mess. Us. It's all a mess. And it's not one side or the other. It's it's everybody. Mm-hmm. And Christians are a part of that, everybody. Yep. It definitely got turned up in 2016 when Trump became president. Yeah. It seemed like. I mean, it kind of was going on when Bush got elected. There was a whole pro-life thing that happened and how he was a Christian president. Um, but it wasn't as ferocious as it has been. Yeah, at least looking back, it doesn't feel like it was. Definitely doesn't. Yeah. Um, I think it was fairly ferocious in some circles with Obama, but... People got over it pretty quickly. Yeah, they did. Like, within the first year, it was just like, what the fuck ever. And then you just had the, like, really radical people that never shut up about it, but they're pretty quiet, you know. Well, that's because they were actually racist and in the KKK. Yeah, Yeah, and, like, people started to realize that... And they realized that if they kept talking that way, that people were going to distance themselves from them. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know why Trump was a trigger for so many people. I don't know if it just became more acceptable to be a pussy, but that's kind of how it feels like to me. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um I, I can't I can't put my finger on it either. And don't get me wrong, Trump's a piece of shit. Yes. And, like, I mean, he sucks. My per- Yeah, from my you perspective, know? that was my problem with him. And it was, you know, linking to these stats. He's a Republican, and it's supposed to be the evangelical party, blah, 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 all that. And, it like, they're, like, idolizing just this scumball of a human being. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because he's said some shit. Yeah. You know? Like, and that's another thing that sucks about him basically trying to own Christianity mm-hmm. while he was in office. It's like, you never owned Christianity before. Exactly. You're just doing it now because you want all the stupid fucking <laughs> Southern Republicans to fucking vote for you. Exactly. And they did it because they're stupid enough to only consume present media mm-hmm. and what's going on right now, not what's happened in the past. And, like, I can even say... Or there was a lot of media, like, that was present that they were still right. ignoring. Because it, like, didn't look good for their narrative. <laughs> right. And it's, it's like, why all of a sudden are you deciding now that Donald Trump is somehow, like, a beacon of hope for this country or, like, a man of faith? Because he's certainly not. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But then at the, on the other side of the coin, you know the left side of the political spectrum, it's like, why is he all of a sudden this polarizing, like, just triggering scumbag that you can't possibly understand would actually be a president around here? It's like, why do you think? Who are the people you're trying to put in office? They're just as fucking corrupt and scummy as he was. They're just better at, like, sprinkling nice-looking shit on top of their stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. And I th- I think that there's so many 
there's so many factors that go into especially this kind of stuff like i know for a fact that so many christians are just single issue voters and they mm. can't get over the abortion thing and it's like i'm sorry i think that it's murder and i think that it's horrible but um you are literally never going to stop people from doing it mm -hmm. because when you make it illegal then you're just going to have fucking coat hanger abortions which is even worse and, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, any time the country has made stuff illegal, it's just made it worse. Yeah. Well, and it, it's it's the same thing with fucking prohibition, trying to fucking take guns away from people. It's the same goddamn shit. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's acceptable for the government to control that, but they're not allowed to control your guns? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. So. Yep. I think I think conservatives Christians need to wake up a little bit. And Democrats need to wake up a little bit, too. I think we all need to. Yeah, because uh, the Democrats can also be a single. Uh, oh, absolutely. With being pro-choice. And it's like. Yeah, my body, on. my choice, you know. Right. I can't believe you would ever say anything else. Right. Which I have so many mixed emotions about abortion. It's such a weird topic to talk it's about. Hard. Yeah. It, but that's why it's the single issue a lot of the time. Right. You know. At some point, I'm like, well, let people be people and do whatever they want. But it's like, what about that thing that is growing inside them? Yeah. Well, and that's where the argument lies, is actually life. And if you believe that it's actually a life, you're an idiot because you're not looking at the science. And it's actually, it's like, actually, no, you're an idiot. You're not looking at the science. Like, if I started, say, like a European country who deals with stray dogs, if I went around kicking pregnant dogs... I would be heinous, vilified, pedo would be over my ass. I'm like, so why is that horrible and wrong, but abortion's fine? Yeah, it's it doesn't make sense. What? Yeah. Because you're saying the science, that's not a dog in the dog's belly. It's not. Right. If you're saying that. Right. It's a, it's a what do they call it, a parasite? Yeah. So I'm not doing anything. But now everyone's just angry at me right now. Yeah. Because I said that. And it's like, you, you can't. I hate double standards. You're having a double standard. You're saying that pregnant dog, those are real dogs and that, okay, what about the child inside of a woman? Yeah. Well, then it becomes a woman's rights issue and blah, 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 blah. And well, I'm I like, think in your, um, in what you're saying, the difference is like you're doing something to the dog instead of like the dog doing it to itself. Yeah. But you're, you're making, I, I, you're, you're having a doctor do it. Yeah. The, arg the argument there is that it's still life. You're well, saying the dog. Well, I'm has, saying the dog isn't like asking to be kicked, right? Is what I'm saying. Which is fine. You could go that route, but you're still saying that's heinous to do that to a dog. Even if the dog had its own choice, people would probably still be angry about it. Yeah, because it's the dog and not a human, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I guess on some level, we're talking about PETA. I guess. Yeah. Like, we're talking about that level. Even though they kill more animals than any yeah. other organization ever. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It, it just... That's why it becomes a hard argument for me. Because it's like... Even if we, we want to come to the point where pro-life is wrong, I think there still needs to be something that goes to these women and go, all right, there is ramifications of having abortion. You could maybe never have kids ever again. Uh, the body damage and not only the mental damage. It's like 
an absurd percentage of women who do get abortions have severe psychological effects to them. Why aren't we addressing that? Yeah. Why aren't we addressing that? Or, or giving benefits to the teenagers that do get pregnancy. Like, you don't have to pay for anything. If you don't want the kid, we'll even take the kid for free. Whatever we got to do to, you know, have this be a thing instead of just abortion. Like, the abortion to me is like the nuclear option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is scorched earth. Yeah, it's let's go ahead and flip the switch and press the red button. Yes, yeah. and it should be the last option, not the only option we go to. And I feel like that's what this country is about. It is the thing to go to. Oh, I got pregnant over the weekend. I guess I'll just have an abortion. Yeah. And it's like, uh, do you understand all of the ramifications and all the problems that you're going to have yeah. and how it's going to affect you later in life? Yeah. And I think it's one of those issues, too, that... Um, you know, things that we've talked about before, when people make what a Christian deems as like a really bad choice, then that person is like shunned mm-hmm. from church. And I think that's another one of the issues that like all too often there's young women out there that decide to have an abortion and they're shunned by the church. And it's like, how do you think that that's affecting them? Do, that, do you think that that's going to make them want to have kids? Right. You know, want to actually like try to or believe recover in- and believe in Jesus and believe in the power of, you know, Jesus's followers and him and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it does, it just, it's once again, it doesn't make any sense why we're doing that to those people. Cause you know, my mom was one of those people. She had an abortion when she was 19 mm-hmm. and, uh, it like, it totally fucked with her. Like it still fucks with her. And it's always going to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, luckily she had a lot of people around her who didn't shun her or turn her away for making a choice that they deemed inappropriate. Uh, and it's, I don't know. Well, and we've also become so callous. Like, I don't really know how I feel about abortion. I know I made the comparison there, but it's like, if you really feel like you need to do that, then okay yeah but we've become so calloused with it like even uh, talking to women who have had miscarriages yeah and how devastating that is for them yeah but then the doctors are like oh it's no big deal yeah and everyone truly says no big deal right you just lost a family member yeah and we're treating it like it's no big deal and i think it comes into play with this abortion thing absolutely and it's like we we need to actually realize that is a human life and then realize that ramifications Yeah, is where I really think the Republican party or whatever Democrat or whatever political party should realize that. Like if we're actually really being people, humanity, yeah, that should come into play. Not, Oh, well, science actually says really that person's hurt. They're devastated that they just lost some child and you're saying, Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And that's another thing too, is like, on both sides of the political spectrum, there's so many things that we're callous towards. Well, I think it's like, there's so like both parties are dead set in their ways. And so like any form of compromise, like putting out more information for people who are, for women who are in this situation, like information about what's going to go forward. Like all this stuff keeps like, or it's held back because they're taking it, like, simplifying it to that one issue. Yeah. Like, 
can they or can't they abort? Right. There's none of the like buildup of letting a person decide, giving the person the tools and the information to you know research and decide for themselves. Like yeah. they just cut out that option entirely. Yep. Yeah. And so that's a part of what perpetuates it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's heartbreaking, and we don't give a shit in this country. And it deals with money. That's basically what it boils down to. Yeah. Money. There's no money in actually helping women who have to struggle with this decision. And um, whether they were raped or had an unplanned pregnancy or whatever, there's no help. There's no help. There's no education. There's no um, medical anything for these women. And it's just so ridiculous. Drew, you just had a kid. How many thousands of dollars was that? Like, Yeah. It's insane. Not to mention all the stuff that Schaefer has to go through with the post-pregnancy and dealing with the baby and the whole psychological thing of postpartum depression and all that stuff. And there's no help. Yep. You're shipped out of the hospital and have a nice day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come visit us again when you feel bad. Right. <laughs> we'll charge you an arm and a leg. Yeah. And it's so ridiculous. Like, oh, we need better things. Uh, and if we can get into the health insurance debate and universal health care debate and all that jazz, but I, I don't know. I, there's no easy answer other than billionaires just need to give their money to, like, I don't know, health care. Yeah. Or just pay their taxes. Well, let's, let's the, start there. Let's start there with all of them paying their taxes. What that's going to result into this whole movement about getting the rich people taxed, all that's going to do is we're not going to see any of it. It's going to go back into the government and the government is going to bloat itself and probably up the military budget. Yep. That's all it's going to do. You're probably right. Because <laughs> we're probably losing to China already. Right. Oh, no, we are. Military wise? No, no. Not military wise. I'm yeah, just not saying, militaristic, like, but they're. They're coming in for us. In every other way, they're... Well, because we don't... It, <sighs> we don't manufacture anything in this country because, it, it, well, it's bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. So we've restricted it so much that China's is like, eh. Yeah, whatever. Although they we'll are getting it. fucked in population problems because there's too many men and not enough women. Well, that's because they were killing all the women in the 80s. Yeah. They were aborting their daughters. <laughs> yeah. Because they wanted to continue their family's lineage instead of just, I don't know, just be nope. happy they had a kid. <laughs> it was for population control in China. They were, if you had a daughter, that daughter was just killed. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was for population control. That's super messy. A very real thing and very fucked up. Yeah. Yep. That happened in China. But they don't have any EPA restrictions, so they're, like, manufacturing everything and polluting the environment, mm-hmm. which is hilarious to me that... And America's perfectly happy to send all the money to China right? to I, get stuff manufactured for us super cheap. That's what bothers me about this whole EPA push in America, like, zero emissions by 2050 or whatever that initiative is. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not going to make a difference, and all they're going to do is move it over to China. Mm-hmm. So then you're making my life more miserable... And then China's going to double down, and we're all going to die anyway. At least let me be happy yeah. and free. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Like, am, And I don't even know, like, I know what the science suggests, but, like, are we really going to be dead by 2050? No. And we're also not going to run out of oil in the next 49 years. Probably not. It's not going to happen. 
We may run out of lithium, which would be hilarious when all these battery-operated cars yeah. happen. Lithium and uh, helium. Yep. What's going to happen like is two very valuable Wally assets is going to happen. What? Wally is going to happen. You remember that movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be fat. Fat on like power chairs, and there's just going to be trash <laughs> all over the earth, and we can't live here anymore. So we're going to go live in fucking space, and it's going to be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'll be old by then. It's fine. Yep. 50 years? I think in 2050, I think a lot of the boomers will die off. Like, <laughs> well, they, they will be dead, yeah. I'll be like 80. Yeah. I'll be 60. Yeah. So it's probably going to be us that die. <laughs> like, the kids will be fine. The kids will be fine. <laughs> uh, what is that, 30 years from now? Right? Ne- yeah. Yep. 30 yeah. years, so I'll be 65, 66. I'll be 59. Ah, <sighs> Gross. Gross. Anyways, <laughs> I think we'll probably to, look back at this and laugh. Be like, <laughs> I thought the world was ending. I think to your point, though, about any and all of this stuff that we've said up until this point, especially hammering on the whole like, you know, Christians and conservatives go hand in hand. Um, why don't you just be a Christian? Right. You don't need a political affiliation to define who you are. (gasps) I know that's crazy. I know that's groundbreaking. (laughs) But, like, stop putting so much stock in that kind of shit. Because in the end, you're going to fucking die anyways. (laughs) It doesn't matter. This is why I've become more libertarian. Because it's like, just let me be free and happy. Yeah. Like, just just stop. Both of the parties are corrupt and evil and let's stop putting stock in them like biden was all like yeah student debt forgiveness and two thousand dollars and i'm gonna do oh no no yeah i I saw straight through (laughs) all that (laughs) nope nope never mind like you're not going to forgive my student loan debt i can tell you that right now yeah because there's no money in it yeah even like and he's been talking about this 15 dollar minimum wage for the federal workers I just read an article, what OPM, which is Office of Personnel Management, which runs all the government agencies, said, yeah, we're not going to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, they're basically, Uh, they're going to make the minimum wage $15 an hour, but no one else will be affected. Yep. Yeah. It's like, that's weird. We can raise that, but we're not going to raise everybody else's wages. Nope. They'll just move everyone who isn't making $15 an hour, which is like, out of the the government employees are the majority of this country, which is hilarious. Of the workforce, it's millions of people. I think only like twelve hundred people make below yeah. <laughs> the minimum wage. <laughs> so you know, a lot of people will be affected by that. It's so stupid. Even though um, the majority of government workers say they're vastly underpaid compared to their private counterparts. Yeah. Like, I should probably be making close to six figures doing what I do. Right. But I don't. You would if you were. It's not, not a privatized. Government. Yeah, if it was privatized, there would be much more money in it. But. Yeah, but my benefits are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to the doctor. You probably didn't hear it, but I went to. I did hear that part, actually. Yeah, I owe, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. My my medication that I take for my lower cholesterol was, like, $541. Paid nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't pay for my prescriptions. Well, so that's the thing, though, that's interesting, is that Big Pharma says that it's worth $541, but in reality, 
it costs them basically nothing to to manufacture that. Yep. So. <laughs> well, it's like the uh, oh the EpiPen. Yeah, that's pure mm-hmm. profit for them. Yeah. Pure profit. Those things are so fucking expensive. And who was I'm trying to remember Pharma Bro. Yeah. What, what he, was his name? I forget, but he's in Martin Scarelli. That's what it yeah. was. He's in prison. He is in prison. That's where he belongs. Yeah, because he like upped the FD pen to like 500% or something. Yeah, he made it like outrageously impossible to afford if it's something you need. Stupid. Um, but on the flip side of that, I actually watched a documentary about uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting that when this all started going down, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies like actually like started working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they like cut out a lot of the stuff that they do because they are trying to be profitable and they just wanted it to work. Right. And well, that's, that's because there's no money and people sitting at home and staying healthy. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be cynical about it, yes, but it's the truth. They literally just threw money in anything they thought might work. And like they lost a ton of money. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Because they realized, Oh, no one's getting sick because everyone's staying home and not being around people. I guarantee you that's what yeah. they thought. Because have any of you had the flu since this pandemic? Have any of you had the cold? No. Nope. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out when you're not around germy people and you isolate yourself in your home, you're way more healthier. Yeah. Well, a little bit. You're, <laughs> a little bit. you're like not germs sick, but like. Yeah, allergies and stuff like that. Well, and we could both stand to lose some weight. Sedentary yeah. sick. Yeah, is sedentary <laughs> sick is probably the better way to look at it. Yeah. So, that's hilarious. It's also, I read an article, another article, uh, that was talking about, you know, with this pandemic, the, the hope would be that, oh, these big businesses realize they can just have employees work from home. Yeah. And that how that will greatly reduce emissions if people aren't driving and staying at home and working from home, not to mention all the other stuff that mm-hmm. happens along with that. And these companies are like, nah, nah. Right. <laughs> you need to be in the office. Yeah. For what now? <laughs> for what? Why? Why? We did it for a year and we became more productive. <clears throat> yeah. Weird how that works. Hmm. I think that's part of why, like, my work hasn't really had the conversation yet of, like, even discussing when we'll be back in the office full time. Like, because they're seeing our numbers. They're seeing that we're actually performing better, like, especially day-over-day basis. We're getting better at this. Right. And really, the only thing we – honestly, we probably get more distracted when we're all in office because we can actually talk to each other throughout the day. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I do miss. Sure. I don't. But well, for the most part, like most of the people. Well, I, I, I don't. I like the majority of people in my office. I just don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it for real. Uh, introverted. Um, the government, on the other hand, has no idea what they're doing. And we're getting pressure from Congress. So I don't know what's going to happen. I guess I'll be working. <laughs> whatever yeah all right back to the study we went on a long tangent there that's fine uh number eight evangelical protestant teens are more religious than other teens by traditional measures and are also more likely to say at least sometimes engage in religious education or religious youth groups 
to me that's hilarious. Uh, because if they're if these evangelical Protestant teens say they're more religious than other teens, but they don't engage in religious education or religious youth, isn't that a kind of contradictory? Statement? Yeah, I don't know how you can say you're religious but not practice unless they consider going to church just once a week practice which sure sure but if you're not doing anything outside of the sunday morning service are you really practicing yeah no Hmm, no (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) what really (laughs) no and and the inverse of that is also true like you don't have to go to a sunday morning service every week to be practicing religion yeah uh, I haven't been in over a year. It'll be my two-year anniversary here in June, and I've I've gotten stronger in my faith. Right. So, but I also do stuff here. Yep. I consider the podcast like religious education to some extent. I don't have a youth group anymore. Sure. You have us. Yeah, you're all, you're my children. <laughs> Religion appears to be more deeply embedded in their lives in other ways, too. Evangelical teens are more likely than teens in other religious groups to say regularly, they regularly feel a deep sense of spiritual peace and well-being. Seven in ten say this compared with roughly half or fewer Catholic, mainline Protestant, and unaffiliated teens. Evangelical teens are also more likely than these other groups to look religious, to look to religious t- teachings and beliefs when making ethical decisions. As for uh, evangelical parents, they are more likely than other parents to say that it is very important that their teen is raised in the religion. This is the gross stat. And that their teens marry someone in the religion. 53% say that. Over 55% of parents with religious affiliation say it is very important to raise their teens in the religion while about third, 36%, say it is important that their child eventually marries within their faith. Nice. Indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait, what? What? Oh, this is gross. Let your kid marry whoever the hell he wants mm-hmm. to marry. I don't really... Yeah, let it be their choice. Right. Well, that was, that was a thing for a long time in youth groups that you needed to be someone. And if you are a deep Christian, it's going to be really hard for you to find like someone who's atheist and have a connection. But that's yeah. more of having a connection rather than you need to marry someone mm-hmm. that is of your beliefs. Right. Right. Um, maybe it's semantics, but like I'm not going to find an atheist girl who's going to put up with my shit. <laughs> what I do on the podcast and all this other stuff. Like, no way. We'd be arguing and fighting all the time about it. It wouldn't be healthy. Right. So there wouldn't be a point to that. But also finding a Christian that's also going to put up with my shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I'm kind of in a rock and a hard place. It's fine. It's okay. I mean. I piss off both groups of people and I'm proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally get that like especially because dating it's just like that mm-hmm. yeah like all the women that like i've talked to they're either like gung-ho like you have to go to church every sunday or this won't work 
okay, sure. I guess I'll bye. I don't. <laughs> You're putting stipulations on me before we even have dinner. So yeah, I'll check out. I'll check out there. But and then there are people on the exact opposite. Women on the exact opposite that like, like almost curse you just for having some beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had the. Uh, I went on a date um, a couple months ago. I guess now. And she questioned whether or not I was a Christian because I don't go to church. I was like, you really sound like one because you do all these things. But and I had to explain. (laughs) And I think that was the end of that conversation. And it's like, okay, (laughs) interesting. Okay. And then I have the flip side of it where they don't give a shit and they just want to sleep with me day one. I'm like, we haven't even gone to dinner and there's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. No, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Ugh, like the anal girl. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it's ingrained in my brain just because it's hilarious. Yeah, that's lot. That's really loud. <laughs> like ridiculous. So, that's, what's your favorite color? Purple. Do you like anal? It's <laughs> pretty much how that conversation went, man. That's my spectrum of my dating pool. Are you really a Christian? Hey, do you want to do anal? What? Oh, all right. Okay. Those are my options. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> it's only going to get worse as I get older. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I can't wait. Uh, especially when I start getting into my 40s and I'm dating. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine. Uh, who knows? Maybe you'll find somebody before you hit 40. Uh, it's not looking. The future is not so bright. Yeah, yeah, right now, it's not so bright. <laughs> the magic eight ball says. <laughs> uh, I'm also not really looking. I still have the dating apps, but I think by the end of this year, I'm going to delete them all. That's fair. I do that every once in a while. Just well, I think once I delete them, I'm not going to do it ever again. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I need to find someone that actually engages with me on the spiritual level and puts up with the shit. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't know, grows me instead of bringing me down or vice versa. Finding right. something in the shit show that is online dating is... Impossible. Impossible. That's another yeah. here and over there. That's why I gave up on it. And it worked for me to give up on it. Yeah. So, not for everybody, but it certainly helped me. Number nine. Teenagers tend to be more open to the possibility that there may be truth in multiple faiths. And that people can be moral without believing in God. A plurality of teens, 45%, expressed the belief that many religions may be true, while 31% say only one religion is true. Fewer teens say there's little or no truth to any religion. Majority of teens, 61%, say it's not necessary to believe in God to be moral and have good values, while 38% say it's necessary to believe in God to be moral. This pattern among teen parents on these questions are largely similar. I mean, that always worries me when people say you have to have, like, religious affiliation to be moral. Yeah. Like, that hurts me to my core. I mean, I could, I can kind of see with the indoctrination of Christianity because if you don't believe in Jesus, they would consider you immoral. So that's where that facet is coming. I disagree with that uh, because you can still be moral and a good person but not believing in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you just will go to hell too. Well, yeah. I'm just saying Christianity, <laughs> like Christians don't have like 
the market in being moral. No. No. Not right now. <laughs> no, uh, not at all. Through a, very historically, a lot of times. That's true. <laughs> did true, not yeah. have the corner of the market in being the moral group. It's true. It's true. So, that, I just that's just me finding that a little bit funny. Yeah, but it's the indoctrination of sure. um, if you don't believe in God, you're immoral, which I disagree with. Um, like I said, I mean, and getting away from the belief that if you're just a good person, you'll go to heaven. That's not true, biblically or theologically correct. Yeah. you the, Really, the only thing you have to do is to believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then I would argue you become more moral when you believe in Jesus and have a deeper relationship with him. Yeah, because you're wanting to be more like Christ because that's what you're consuming. That's what you want to do. Yup. Yup. Not that you have to be a moral person before you believe in Jesus. Just believe in Jesus. And everything will kind of work itself out. Yeah. If you really believe. Yeah, there's a lot of times where I think we put too many qualifiers on what a Christian really is. And it's like, I think only Christ is allowed to determine if you're a Christian or not. You know, other than the fact that you need to believe in him. You know. Well, it turns out the only unforgivable sin in the Bible that is expressed through religion or Christianity is blasphemy, which is the unbelief in Jesus. Right. So, what are you talking about? Right. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And we can fuddle that and we put gatekeeping on it oh you're homosexual you won't be able to go in heaven well where does that say that in the bible right oh it doesn't cool yeah i mean it discouraged such acts but uh, well but at no point did it say you're going to hell for that well it, it even there's new studies saying it doesn't even really discourage that what they're talking about is what was happening in the culture of the time of men basically having sex with little boys mm. yep rather than it being homosexuality so that is a thing that is occurring recently. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I haven't done a deep dive into it yet, but that is what some preliminary studies have shown and that we've been interpreting the Bible completely wrong hmm. for a really long time. Because the word homosexual wasn't invented until like the 1940s. So that's the problem. <laughs> and it becomes... And I've been talking with this about some with somebody else that... Any Bible that you pick up, any Bible, I don't care what it is, if it's the English Standard Version, the New American Standard Version, the uh, American Standard Version, the New International, whatever version, uh, they all have an agenda. Yep. Sure. All of them have an agenda based on their beliefs. So if they're Armenian, they're going to interpretate certain scriptures to be Armenian. Armenian was the guy that said, uh, basically, the adverse to uh, Calvinism. Uh, you have Calvinism, which is, you know, once you're saved, or are always saved. That's kind of their big belief. And there's five-point Calvinism, blah, 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 blah. Armenian just says, no, you can lose your salvation at any time and shows evidence in the Bible to be that way. Uh, so all these in, all these Bibles are interpreted with their belief systems, which is why if I ever become a bazillionaire I'm going to fund research for the qualification will be have to you have to know Hebrew and Greek and you have to be an atheist and then go interpretate the go interpret the Bible mm-hmm. then interesting 
Yep, because I think that would be the only way that you could find an actual interpretation of scripture, uh, uh, one that isn't marred by agenda. It'd be a good read. It would be. And I think it'd be a little bit different than what we read. Which is why I've always suggested, unless you're a, a hero of Greek or Hebrew, to have multiple translations of the Bible because you will be fascinated by what different verses say different things. Yeah, for sure. It happens all too often and people don't even realize that that's a thing, usually. Nope. Well, and then you get uh, people that teach out of different Bibles, which I have a problem with, too. Because it's like, then you're just manipulating the scripture to say what you want to say instead of what the scripture is actually saying. What you should do is study out of these different versions, then use your version, and then talk about when you're um, talking about that scripture, then you bring in these other, what? well, this version can say this, this version can say that, rather than, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. Instead of just reading these, oh, I'm using the NLT for this verse, but I'm using the NIV for this verse, you would say... I mean, reading out of the NLT, but this is what other interpretations say about this certain portion of scripture. But who am I? You're Tim. I know. You are the Tim. We know the Tim. I know. Thanks. So this number nine is just fascinating to me as well. Number 10. Uh, Many U.S. teens report having religious or spiritual experience at least once or twice a month. Half feel a deep sense of spiritual peace and well-being at least monthly, while 46% say they think about meaning and the purpose of life, and 40% report a feeling a deep sense of wonder about the universe. The most common experience is a strong feeling of gratitude or thankfulness, reported by 77% of teens in the survey. Or any time I make a pizza. <laughs> hmm. Gratitude and thankfulness. Those are my religious experiences. <laughs> this is when the pizza comes out of the oven. That's fair. <laughs> I feel. Um, so these last stats. Uh, religious nuns are as likely as other teens to report a feeling of deep sense of wonder about the universe. So this number is kind of fascinating to me. U.S. teens ages 13 to 17. Uh Feel a strong sense of gratitude or thankfulness, 77% of the teens that were in the study. 50% feel a deep sense of spiritual peace and well-being. 46% think about the meaning and purpose of life. 40% for a deep wonder of the universe. Okay? Mm -hmm. You got those on your head? Yep. I got them. So the first one, evangelical Protestants. 85% of the evangelical Protestants have a deep sense of gratitude and thankfulness. 70% feel a deep sense of spiritual peace and well-being. 48%, that's a staggering low number, think about the meaning and purpose of life. So these Christians, uh, these Protestant or evangelical Protestant teenagers, only 48% of them think about meaning and purpose of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, 38% feel a deep sense of wonder about the universe. Aren't those two last numbers kind of fascinating? Yeah. Eventually higher than I would. You'd say higher. Yeah. I think that's way low. Yeah, I, I agree. Because that means that they're focusing on 
something else. Well, they're 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 looking at what's in front of them instead of like thinking about the meaning and purpose of life. Yeah. Or the wonderment of the universe, which to me as a Christian, yes, there is thankful and gra- gratitudeness. That's probably really high for me. And spiritual peace is probably really high for me, but also the meaning and purpose of life. That's a big deal in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of the whole purpose of Jesus is finding your purpose. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and especially the wonder of about the universe, like God is cosmic. God is huge. And yet these teens are saying, nah, nah, about purpose. And it could just be because they're teens. That could be a thing. That could be a thing. Which the numbers kind of reflect that. But to me, being a Christian would give me a bigger sense of meaning and purpose in my life and a deeper sense of wonderment in the universe. Yeah. Agree? I can see that, yeah. Agree, disagree? I, I, I agree. I also think... I keep forgetting that we're talking about teens here, mm-hmm. and I'm generalizing it to everybody, which is my fault. But I think the other thing that really will come into play with something like that is probably puberty. Maybe. Like, discovering other genders and, like, talking to girls. and like <laughs> Women are the purpose and meaning of life. Yes. <laughs> Very teenage oh, No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, that's really what they're more focused on. <laughs> Not like, oh, I wonder what like is a, going on out there. I have a deep sin- sense of wonder about you, baby. Exactly. <laughs> God. Hey, you girl. Take that so many different ways. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a deep sense. Uh, teenage boys, man. Teenage boys. That's just my take on it. Yeah, I and the numbers. We'll get into the others, but the numbers kind of reflect that. Like they're not really thinking about the meaning and purpose of life or having a deep sense of wonderment about the universe. Uh, so the next group, mainline Protestants, these are your Presbyterians, Catholics, etc. Okay. 81% have that strong sense of gratitude. 54%, that's very interesting, have a deep sense of spiritual peace and well-being. Only half of them. Yeah. Something's going on with that religion. Yeah. Or that, those denominations. <laughs> Oof. And I'm, I have a point to all of this I'm going to get into. Uh, 41%, again, another low number to me, think about meaning and purpose of life. Uh, 47% have a deep sense of wonderment. If you're Catholic, so the, the mainline Protestants are your Presbyterian, Lutheran, Methodist, Baptist, or your mainline Protestants. You know, Catholic, a 79% have a deep sense of gratitude and thankfulness. again have that deep sense of peace and well-being, spiritual peace and well-being, because Catholics are about dread, so that's fine. Uh, 50% think about the deep meaning and purpose of life. 37% have a deep sense of wonder about the universe. Uh, The unaffiliated, so these are the ones who basically don't claim religion or any religious beliefs. Okay. Uh, 68% of teens still feel a song, a strong sense of gratitude and thankfulness. So teens are pretty well thankful about things. Uh, third, me. Yeah, that's like very surprising that we found a bunch of teens who were just happy with life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, 31% of these unaffiliated 
this is fascinating, 31% unaffiliated teenagers feel a deep sense of spiritual peace and well-being. I don't know if I believe that. Why? Dude, teenagers aren't at peace with anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, way too many hormones. Well, a spiritual peace and well-being. But still, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with just being at peace in general. Like, no. Well, it's still only 31% are saying that they are. I know, but that's still 31% more than I believe (laughs) are being truthful. (laughs) Well, I mean, the Protestant Christians, or yeah, the evangelical Protestants were 70% felt a deep sense of spiritual peace. I don't believe that either. I mean, I would argue you're not going to have deep sense of spiritual peace and well-being if you're not a Christian. I mean, I can get on board with that. Um, I've seen that with teenagers who aren't Christians is that longing, that void yeah. that they're seeking. That's why they do all this stupid stuff, well, what we do as teenagers. Um, right. Because you want that deep sense of peace and you're trying to fill it with anything that you can. Right. So I, I understand those numbers. Uh, it's fascin- To me, it's fascinating that 31% said they have a deep spiritual peace when they're unaffiliated. Right. And teenagers. And teenagers. And teenagers. <laughs> um, 42% think about meaning and purpose of life. And 42% again have a deep wonder about the universe. So again, teenagers, they don't flip and care about the rest of their lives or the universe. Right. This is like a newsflash moment? No. Okay. These numbers aren't... uh, The unaffiliated numbers aren't really shocking to me. The Catholic numbers aren't really shocking. The mainline Protestant honestly isn't shocking to me either. It's the... Self-proclaimed evangelical Protestants who are supposed to have a deeper sense of spirituality and well-being and stuff. Uh, they don't think about the purpose of meaning of life or have a deep sin, uh, wonderment about the universe. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So is there hope for the church? Based on all of the stats that we talked about, is there any hope that the church is going to survive once the boomers are dead? Uh, I think there's hope for a new church to kind of make its way, uh, especially into this country, because I think that there's plenty of, um, I think there's plenty of young Christians out there that kind of want to start anew in a way, to separate from, like, their parents or their grandparents in the way that they traditionally did church. Um, And I think we could see a a resurgence of, like, small churches and, like, home churches. Mm -hmm. People getting together just in small groups to do almost like a Bible study instead of, like, a formal church, um, which I think is potentially better for the country and the state of our religion. Hmm. Yeah. Curtis? I think and hope that it will be the downfall of like major like TV broadcast Christianity. The um buy my plane for me Christianity. Yeah. Yeah, that kind. Hmm. 
Yeah, the here's my prayer handkerchief that has been blessed by it for fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that will start to decrease. I think TV in general will decrease, but yeah. Well, I mean that's. I don't necessarily see that. Really? Mm-hmm. Because uh, even people our age aren't buying TV. Uh, well, we still have like live sporting events, like for instance. Like, there's still a lot of money to be made there. And until they can find a platform that can support live TV or, like, live sports, that's, I think, the big difference. I can see that. That's really what's going to hold, like, television cable on for a long time are these, you know, UFC fights, any major sport, NBA, MLB, NFL yeah, I don't know how much longer that's going to last, to be honest with you. Because like sports in general? or Yeah, for real. Um, again, pure speculation on my part, but once pretty much our generation uh, gets older, I don't know how invested these younger generation, these teenagers are into sports. At least the mainstream sports, let me put it that way. Like the UFCs, the NFL, the NHL, um think baseball will be fine mm-hmm. um soccer because they're not dealing with the cte stuff yeah and the health problems that mm-hmm. these football players and hockey players and ufc fighting okay yeah i see the direction you're going in like and the nfl itself is like if that like people start catching on like how rough this stuff is the nfl is going to die out really quick yep yeah golf's going to be fine golf like the sports where you don't you're not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, baseball or, yeah, and probably well, baseball, soccer. I mean, yeah, there have been people who have been severely injured at baseball, but you and far between, like, compared to the NFL. Right. Like, I'm trying to remember which one of our uh, – it was a Cardinals player. It was, like, 10 years ago or something like that. There was a foul ball that, like, got him right here. Mm-hmm. Like, he was in, like, the uh, – He pointed at his eye pod- podcasters or his orbital bone. Sure. Yep. Yes. Okay. Podcast. Yeah. You yeah, said yeah, yeah. You hit him here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realized that now. <laughs> <laughs> what I was trying to come up with is he was like in the batter's box, like he was getting mm-hmm. ready to go up next, and the foul ball just went straight to his face, and that was the end of his career. Mm-hmm. And it was total chance. There's nothing really that anybody, like he could have seen it and ducked maybe, but mm-hmm. that thing was traveling like 250 miles an hour or so. Right. He's lucky to be alive at all. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, I, I I don't know. I would be interested in see um, high school sports mm-hmm. and how they're doing, especially with this parents being even more careful about what sports their kids are playing and seeing the problems with the CTE and what it's doing. And it'd be interesting to see what happens to sports and TV because right now the key demographic, uh, the 18 to 35, I think it is. Mm-hmm is dwindling mm-hmm. there's not a lot and that's like the honey hole for most of these cable networks like it's a big deal when they have five hundred thousand people watching it yeah and that demo um when it used to be you know that number was in the millions so and you're more of the tv person than i am i'm just i have done a little preliminary research and what i've seen is Teenagers are mostly on YouTube, Twitch, uh, the streaming services, and they're mm-hmm. not watching broadcast TV at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely taking a dive, but it's 
I don't think TV is going to get phased out like the way you think it's going to get phased out. Well, I mean, I'm talking like 50 years from now. Oh, yeah, maybe 50 years from now. When our generation is old and decrepit. Yeah, and... No, yeah. by that point, I think you're completely right. TV is going to be yeah, pretty much nothing. We're, I mean, think about phones. Mm-hmm. Think about how far phones have come yeah. over the last 10 years. Yeah. And let's put that 50 years in the future. I've had a cell phone for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, mm, I'm, I'm just, just shy of 20 years. I got uh, my first cell phone when I was 14, 13, 14, something like that. Yeah, I got my first phone. It was just a flip phone with bowling on it. <laughs> I was 15 or 16. I had the original Nokia phone. Nice. The the blue one. The blue brick. brick that's indestructible. Yep, that has yeah. snake on it. Yeah. Uh, and you couldn't text message because it would cost you like an arm and a leg to text message. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I still remember doing it anyway and being really good at texting without looking at it. Yeah. And you can't do that anymore. No. Yeah. No. No. Yep. That was my f- I've also had the same phone number. Really? Yep. For 20 years. So if anyone who says I haven't called them, uh, you still have my number. <laughs> I haven't changed it. Yep. I've had three numbers. First one I switched because I was going to get a really cheap cell phone plan. And it was nice for a while. I just had to get a new number. And I just regret everything after that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Because I have like random text messages and phone calls to people that I don't know. Cool. Like, there was a debt collector trying uh, on, my, on my second number. There was a debt collector trying to get a hold of some woman, and like I actually sat on the phone with somebody for twenty minutes. Like, and he interrogated me. Like, are you sure you don't know this person? I was like, the most I can tell you about this person is her name, and I can tell you where she goes to the dentist because I get those text messages. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, my number hasn't changed in 20 years, so I had duck collection agencies go after my ex-wife because she changed her number and I didn't. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's great. It's lovely. When you get a call and you're like, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Right. Um, I I think what's going to happen with the church and the uh, – I was talking to somebody else. They said that the church needs a reformation to happen. And I agreed with it. And then I processed that. And I'm like, it it doesn't need a reformation. It needs to die. And it needs a resurrection. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Um, it really just needs to be let go. Uh, the, the way that people are preaching that everyone sucks and everyone deserves hell isn't scriptural. Isn't what the gospel is. Um, you are made beautifully. You are made to be who you are. Um, you just need to find yourself in Christ and grow that way instead of you're a piece of shit yeah. and you deserve hell. Well, it's almost like we want people to die and go to hell. It's like, why? Yeah, right. Why would you want that for somebody? Instead of people are beautiful. Like, people are beautiful and um, you encourage that and you bring that out of people instead of you're a piece of shit. And and, and until um, these white men start preaching that way and stop making it about themselves and having an agenda, it's not going to ever happen. It's just not. And even there's some women preachers that are that way, too. It's about feminist movements. And it's just like just be better teachers and preachers of religious text 
and know who Jesus is, and Jesus wasn't about that. He celebrated women, he celebrated men, he loved everybody, and that's how we should be. I mean, there's a reason why the woman, a woman was the first one to see Jesus raised from the dead. There's a reason why a woman who saved the entire Jewish population to Pharaoh. Book of Esther, hello? There's a reason why we have the book of Ruth who saved Jesus' lineage. I mean, women are vastly important in the Bible. Vastly important. And uh, men like to teach, well, women shouldn't talk in church, and women should obey their husbands. And what's fascinating about the women obeying the husbands that men don't like to talk about is there's that, you know, submit to your husbands. That's the language that's used there. What are men supposed to do? Does anyone know? You forget the rest of the verse. Sacrifice. Yep. That's the reason why your woman submits is because you're sacrificing. It's a duality thing. It's an equal share. If the woman is submitting and the man is sacrificing, who's really on top? Yeah. Neither. You're equal. Hello? But men don't like to preach it that way because, you know, being equal with a woman is terrifying. My small penis. Right? Not that I have a small penis, but... (laughs) Um, neither here nor there. Uh, but these men preach that way, and until we get rid of that and filter out the bullshit, it, the church needs to die. In my honest opinion, until we can get believers to actually respect people and humanity, and look at scripture and realize we've been teaching it the wrong way. And one of the most frustrating things for me when I went to Bible college, and I remember this old geezer professor. Professor? Professor. Uh, Now I can't say it right. Professor Professor, uh, said there's nothing new under the sun, meaning everything that you have been, uh, you can't learn anything new when it comes to religious texts and whatnot. And there's part of that that's true. I mean, it's been around for 2,000 years. Someone has probably said what I'm saying now. But also at the same time, like, that's defeatism and fatalistic when... I have that same uh, spirit inside of me that those people did. Mm-hmm. Why can't I be the one saying something different? Why, why Why? wouldn't God still work in his people? They go, hmm, look over your agendas, look over your politicalness, and I'm going to use you and work through you and say this. Right. Instead of, well, St. Augustine back in 15 blah, blah, blah said do this. So you need to just believe in what St. Augustine said. And like, well, maybe he was just wrong. Have we ever fucking thought of that? Yeah. Like, I, you read his stuff, and that's where we get the, uh, the originality of sin and how we're all evil and all of that stuff. You get it from him, and you have all these other people that base their beliefs off of him. And it's like, what made him right? He was an old guy back in the the whatevers who didn't have the same technology, who doesn't have the same technology, who doesn't have the same resources as we do. And you're saying we need to base our beliefs on this old dead guy? Yeah. What? The same with like Jonathan Edwards or John Calvin. It's like, or Martin Luther even. Like we're basing our beliefs off of something that happened hundreds and thousands of years ago based off of knowledge that we didn't have. Right. It's mind-boggling to me. And that's where I've gotten to my uh, beliefs in Christianity is maybe we've been doing this all wrong. Right. 
But who's to say that we haven't been? Right. And when we start saying like women shouldn't be speaking in church, it's like, even if you were to take the context of the Bible and see how God celebrates women, that interpretation is wrong. Maybe Paul is actually talking about specific women who are causing bullshit. Right. Talking about gossiping and such. Yes. <coughs> like, and and part of me thinks that Paul was protecting women because he saw what him being the person that hunted down Christians, what they were doing to men. Right. Women always have it worse when it's torture and that sort of stuff that happens in history. Women always have it worse. The weird devices that they come up with in medieval times with torture with women. Yeah. It's grotesque. Women always have it worse. So maybe Paul was protecting women. Who's to say that he wasn't? Right. Uh, and I think we need to re realize some things and realize some interpretations that what we have is wrong. And we dive too much into church tradition and what someone said who was a white male. Right. And until that dies, uh, I don't really think there's a hope for the current church. And what's fascinating is that these teenagers are starting to get a hold of that. Yeah. Because they're starting to see, well, why does Grandpa Joe, who's a Christian, why does he have white robes in his closet and has, uh, you know, the southern flag over his walls? Right. Who is a self-proclaimed Christian or a Trump who says grab him by the pussy and claims to be a Christian. Right. Or the racist assholes who stormed the Capitol and wanted to kill senators because mm-hmm. that's Christianity and that's what Jesus would do. And, and attack cops. Yeah. Even though we're, they were pro. They're pro. Little blue line. Is that what, that, that yeah. what they're called? Thin yeah. blue line. It's like. Or something. Something like that. Uh, and it's, until that dies, there's no hope for the church. You know, I've said it before, like, that is the blight in Christianity right now. That is yeah. the thing that's keeping people away from Christianity is all this bullshit on the news and how Protestant Christians are acting and how gatekeeping. And uh, I've been holding a mirror to that and saying, you know, this is wrong. Right. And uh, next week is going to be part three of this where there's going to be no stats and more of me just talking and elaborating on things that I've already said. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And maybe just me talking, but I'll try to weave in questions for you guys. Sure. I like numbers. I know. Uh, listen to last week's episode, too. I heard most of it, but also I was drilling through a brick wall, so I couldn't listen to all of it. That's true. That's fine. Um, and even uh, a few weeks ago, Drew, you were here for this. Um, we got on a heated discussion. Not really a heated discussion, just a discussion about Christianity. A lively discussion. A lively discussion. It wasn't even lively. It was just <laughs> two people talking or three people talking about Christianity and how they're staunch atheists and, and how they're talking about having a kid and how their parents want them to baptize this kid and how they don't really believe in Jesus. You remember this conversation? Yeah. Um, and they were saying the things that we've been talking about on this podcast, like how, you know, it's, what did he say? He he talked about how religion was created to explain things, right? Yeah. I'm having a brain fart right now. To explain phenomena that we 
couldn't or that science couldn't at the time or something. Right, and that's the basis of religion. I kept pointing out, well, actually Christianity or Judaism happened like in response to that. Yeah. Like it wasn't the basis of science. It was more of a this happened and now science is trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, People forget that like religion and science should and can coexist very easily. Yes, very mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Um, and it was just a good discussion, and they're atheists basically because Christians are shitbags. Yeah. Uh, the, the, from their parents. Like, and that's really the only reason that I got to. Yeah. I stopped listening after a certain point because <laughs> that's what he does is he just rambles. But... <clears throat> Yeah. I think that's kind of the conclusion. I'm right here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, legit not you. <laughs> no, I know. It's Yeah, it's weird. And it's fighting through that and fighting. And that was my position is not to be defensive about Christianity, but to go, no, you're right. Your Christian, so-called Christian parent is a shitbag. And these are all the problems wrong with Christianity. Yeah. Because Jesus was actually this and this and this. That's what we should be. Yeah. Not that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And until that happens, until, um, and I say men because it's men who are leading the church right now because of their whole weird thing about women in church and blah, blah, blah. Until men actually stop having an ego and pride and allowing Jesus to work in their lives, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I would argue too, women, like, stop letting ego drive you and even in churches and religious education and youth groups and whatever right stop letting ego drive you and just love people right and love others it so, shouldn't be difficult but it is it is because everyone has an ego and an agenda yep. and yeah ego uh turns out ego is bad and it ruins relationships and friendships and Christianity. Hmm. <laughs> Who would have thought when yeah. you only think about yourself? Right. It's fine. So that's the episode of uh, this week. Any other final thoughts, Drew? Uh, no. I don't have anything. Curtis? Um, mostly I just want to go outside and see sun. Yeah, I may take a walk. Since I can't drive my car. Yeah. It's indisposed right now. I have to go to Was the it grocery. Not here? Oh, it's here. Oh, okay. I just have wheels everywhere. Oh, okay. And my tire's flat. Oh, yeah, fair. Yeah. It just needs to be fixed. Yeah, if there's no point in doing it when you have wheels, you're going to be... No. I can wait. Yep. I can wait. Oh, so I'll probably just take a walk or something. Nice. Yeah. I already gave my final thoughts. Um, visit the website between alphaomega.com. Uh, you can see the VOD... Lo- Posted on the YouTube, or you can just listen to the podcast. It's everywhere, literally everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Pandora, Spotify. We've even made it to the moon. Moon, yeah, probably aliens. Mooncast. Yeah. Listen to this. We're on the mooncast. <laughs> Bouncing off some satellite and making alien mad. <laughs> um, Christianity only belongs on my planet. <laughs> And Jesus is actually like a lobster thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> there are no pictures of him in the Bible, so. It's true. Uh, it said that he was a man and very average looking, so yes. not a lobster man. Yeah. 
But I'm just saying, like, if if Jesus became human for us and there are aliens, I'm sure he would make he would become, become the, alien that. for them. And they just have they have those books. Yes. We didn't get that copy. No, we didn't get that copy. Yeah. I mean, the it, conversations between lobster people. And they call him Glorp, not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fascinating thought of like, how many times did Jesus actually die on the cross for the like universes? And if there is human, other like alien stuff, like did Jesus die on the cross and what they're. Yeah. It's weird to think about. <sighs> right. On other planets. It's, it's not wrong to think that. Nope. And it could be completely biblical. And we just haven't seen their Bibles yet, so we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we haven't really seen much of the universe yet. Yeah, that too. So, I mean, it, it could be the possibility that it says void. We're the only things that exist in this universe. And it, it to me, when I say that, and all my scientific friends are like, oh, that's impossible. What makes that impossible? Right. How is that any more impossible than anything else that's occurred? Uh, there are whales on the moons of Neptune. Is there? It's like a frozen planet, but they've sensed life underneath the ice. Well, that could be anything, though. Yeah, it could be. I, I'm calling them space whales. <laughs> Spoils. Because they found, like, organisms on Mars, but it's yeah. like bacteria. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course. Everywhere has bacteria. Yeah, as it turns out, bacteria is most places. Right. Not, not in the vacuum of space, though. That's true. If it has like an ozone and environment, it probably has bacteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. and in some theories, that could grow into bipedal life. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. We have. Or no it gets e- eaten by something else. Right. We have no evidence of that. Yep. Either way, it's called a theory. Yep. Which is amazing to me. Like the adverse, like it could just not be possible. Mm-hmm. Like you're not taking that into account that we could just. Earth is the only thing that sustains life. Yeah. Is it ridiculous to think that way? Maybe because of the possibility and the number of galaxies and planets, but it's a possibility. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a possibility, but it's not one. Like, in order to prove that, we have to look outside. Which is Im- practically impossible right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. So we might as well look into it. Yeah, we'll look into it and see if Jesus was a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tentacles and stuff, yeah. You don't know. It's biblical. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe don't know. Jesus was Cthulhu. Mm. I literally just had that thought. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the four, four horsemen of the apocalypse, is Cthulhu, and it's really just Jesus coming back. Yeah. You never know. And he's got four claws. Yeah. Just different colors. Yeah, why not? There you go. We don't know really how the apocalypse is going to go down other than Jesus coming back. Yeah. It doesn't say he's going to come back as a human. That's true. Could be Cthulhu. Could be Cthulhu. Oh, wait. Wrong planet. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I'll be back back later, guys. Wrong plane of existence. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Uh, Wouldn't that be hilarious? I'd welcome that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it wouldn't change my beliefs. I'd love Jesus to come back as Cthulhu and then be taken into heaven. (laughs) (laughs) On his tentacles. Yeah. Just like reaches down and gra- suction cups me, <laughs> and then just flings me. <laughs> just flings you up in the air. He's that's killing a, them. That's how he's picking everybody up, just like suctioning them and flicking them into the air. 
it looks like a mass murder, but it's... it looks like mass <laughs> chaos. But really, they're just being sent yeah, up to heaven. They're just going to heaven. He's got the portal right there. You just see all these like <laughs> flashes of light every time someone goes up too high in the sky. It's just like heaven. And then, and then, H.P. Lovecraft comes out of purgatory or whatever, and then gets flung up into the sky. He's like, "I knew it." <laughs> Yes, we just we just compared Jesus to Cthulhu. It's fine. Hey, God gave us a sense of humor. Uh, he ate I fish was being a lot. Serious. Oh, <laughs> he did eat a lot of fish, so you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Visit between alphaomega.com for all the website goodness. I've been posting the videos on the website. Yep, and on YouTube. And on YouTube, so follow that. Uh, I'll put the description or the channel name in the description of this episode. You can also watch us live at twitch.tv backslash between alpha omega. We go live every first and third Saturday of every month at one thirty central standard time. You can just go to the website and find it there. I put a social media link so you can just follow us. If you don't have an account, just make an account. It's free. Yep. And just hit follow. Or if you're a gaming nerd and you want to see what Drew does <laughs> every day of the week, you can follow him. Twitch TV, twitch.tv backslash Breadland and see what he's up to. I may eventually pop up. I don't know. He'll be on stream sometime. Sometime. When you actually play a game that I have interest in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look forward to that. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> bye.